Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Man, I hate the offseason. There's just nothing to talk about. There's no baseball. There's no games going on. Are you kidding me? Shohei Otani just signed for $700 million, Mark. I think that qualifies as something going on. Okay, but he didn't sign here. It's not like he has any connection to the Rockies. You know who has a connection to the Rockies? Russell Wilson used to be a farmhand for the Rockies. We can talk about that. Russell Wilson is an NFL quarterback, Mark. We're not going to talk about that. Okay, but you know, hey, you know who made a great pitcher? We could put him up on the hill. Have you seen Nicole Jokic throw full-court passes? Man, that guy would throw 95-plus on the mound. I know they're called baseball passes, Mark, but this is the NBA now we're talking about. God, you're so strict. Um, what? Oh, well, dude, baseball player, let's talk about Dion. Dion, we've been over Dion. Are you going to keep talking about Dion? Is that all you talk about? All right, you're right. Um, okay, oh, I got it. I've got it. Here, you ready for this one? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, we could probably do two or three podcasts on this. Next time we go on, let's talk about... It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen. Give me a Knudsen. Knudsen! Thank you. You come home after a long day and you just want to flip on the TV and watch the Colorado Rockies. For three decades, that was easy. In 2024, maybe not so much. The Rockies are currently without a TV partner. And while everyone is certain you'll be able to watch the games next spring, where is the question? Are you up to date on your streaming services? This week, Patrick Lyons and I are joined by Patrick Saunders from the Denver Post to discuss where you'll be able to see the Rockies play baseball next season and how the dissolution of AT&T Sportsnet will impact the Rockies' payroll moving forward. You'll want to stay tuned just so you can stay tuned. Patrick and Patrick, Lions and Saunders, join me next on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Don't touch that dial. We're back with Bruce Hellerstein, the owner of the National Ballpark Museum across from Coors Field. Bruce, a lot of baseball fans probably haven't been there. Tell them what they're missing. Well, Mark, uh, we're the only museum that is totally dedicated to the old classic ballparks, as well as the history of uh, baseball here in Denver and Colorado. We pride ourselves on being the home of those activities so people can uh, appreciate them. And with respect to the old ballparks, uh, I look at it, not only are they classic and built in location, they are American treasures. How can one think of America without mentioning the families and the Wrigley's, for example? Tell them what they got to do to come see you. Well, we're open regular hours from 11 to 5 daily, with the exception of Sunday. And when we have Rocky home games. We will expand those hours as uh, needed. You got to come see it, Bruce. It's a wonderful place. The National Ballpark Museum on Blake Street, just across from Coors Field. Bruce, thanks. My pleasure, Mark. You'd be hard-pressed to call the Colorado Rockies either last year or what we anticipate this year to be must-see TV. But nonetheless, we've taken it for granted for all these years that the Rockies will be televised. And I'm pretty certain they will be this year as well. But we don't know where. There's no uh, guarantee of where that's going to be or how it's going to look. And uh, Pat- Patrick Lyons joins me again, once again this week. Patrick, we're joined by Patrick Saunders from the Denver Post. A lot of Patrick's today, a lot of information today, because Patrick Saunders, you got a chance to write about um, what other teams are doing in the TV realm and how that's going to affect the Colorado Rockies. So let's just dive right in. The Rockies don't have a TV home as of January 10th. Is that accurate? That is accurate. You know, I was. Uh, by the way, I wish I'd, I'd ha- used your lead about must see TV. <laughs> that, that was that was really oh, good. They're not that, but let's hope uh, it's worthwhile. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know it, it was interesting. Uh, all all things were pointing to uh, an announcement being made this week. Now this is Wednesday. Yep. Of uh, this, by the end of this week, uh, almost everybody I talked to were saying that was so. And then I talked to a couple folks at MLB, 
who said no because they read my mailbag or something else and they said no it's, it's not quite resolved yet i think we do know that the basic home unless unless i'm thrown for a loop guys is going to be mlb dot yeah. uh, tv so essentially major league baseball is going to produce and own the broadcasting rights now the question is how are local fans going to get that yes are they going to have to pay 20 bucks a month or yeah. something like that to subscribe to mlb dot tv yeah. Will they work out a deal with, uh, well, Comcast, I suppose, because it's the the major cable provider still, for a Channel 20 or a Channel 2 or something? Um, Interesting. That's what I think they're trying to figure out right now. And, you know, it's interesting. After I wrote the Sunday story, I have multiple emails from folks saying, you know what, I I hope they figure something out because with – with all of the payouts right now with streaming services, uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. Apple Plus, on and on and on. Peacock's doing NFL games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford 20 bucks a month yeah. uh, for the Rockies because, let's face it, they're not very good right now. And So we're talking and straight a- streaming mostly unless a local outfit picks up what's being streamed, right? So you got to have internet TV. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of balls in the air now. Um, MLB, and particularly Rob Manfred, the commissioner, uh, I think they understand that there's going to be a rough patch here for this year, maybe even next year. They think because of the wave of the future and in all things TV is streaming, or yep. but they think down the road it's going to work. But right yep. now, especially for a team like the Rockies, you know they're in limbo right now, and and the other people in limbo are the people we see and listen to on TV, the Drew Goodman, yes. the Spilly, Jenny Kavnar, Corey Sullivan, et cetera, uh, Huey, uh, Jeff Houston, um, they've been left in the dark yep. for months now. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. It's, it's been uh, an interesting situation to, to say the least. I think some of the delay as uh, Mr. Saunders there, uh, my fellow Patrick uh, pointed out that announcement being this week, of course, there was supposed to be a hearing today actually uh, a bankruptcy hearing with everything going on with yeah. uh valley sports and diamond sports group uh that's been pushed back 10 days to january 19th so there's all kinds of implications for uh, teams like the guardians twins and rangers uh involved in this and what their broadcasting rights are going to be like uh you you mentioned you know some of the different uh ways that you could watch the nfl amazon sounds like mm-hmm. they're trying to get in on things uh with with mlb but Kind of as it was, you know, touched yeah. on. I think MLB eventually wants to have everything under one umbrella. It's going to take several years for something like that to happen. But that, yeah, could, you know, I don't see the Dodgers. Guys. I don't see the Dodgers and Yankees going for that deal. They're not going. I mean, their local TV broadcast, their local media rights, are what separate them financially from everybody else. I can't see them saying, "Well, let's just all share this evenly." I don't. Think yeah, the Cubs, the Cubs too, right? I mean, right? Yeah. Was it three years ago, two years ago, whatever? The Cubs launched their own for lack of a better yeah. term, Mark, a regional yeah. sports network. Yeah. You know, there had been talk guys, and I was never able to confirm it. It was mostly hearsay, but a guy from the uh, Sports Business Journal, I think it was back in August, uh, did confirm it that there were talks trying to see if uh, Altitude Sports uh, could get the trifecta. In other words, the Nuggets, Avs, and the Rockies for the summer. Um, and then that maybe would be the push that would finally get them meaning altitude to be able to partner up with Comcast. But from what I understand, Mm -hmm. that has not happened. And uh, it leaves a lot of folks frustrated in a lot of ways. And uh, you know why the players are making all these millions and 
of dollars and the owners have billion dollar franchises and et cetera, you know, baseball's got to be careful here mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, I think we've seen a lot of people, at least in this region, are starting to learn they can live without their Rockies. I hate to say that, but I think there's some truth to that. Well, I mean, they can live without their I mean, live without the Nuggets and Avalanche, too, if you have Comcast. You don't get to watch them, but you get to pick up the national broadcasts or whatever. So, yeah, people are finding alternatives. And then there's also these streaming services out there like Fubo and some of these other streaming services that are jumping in and saying, listen, you just do straight streaming. Ditch the cable, cut the cord, and let's just do straight streaming. And you can watch Altitude and you can watch, you know, all these. And we package it all together for 80 bucks a month or whatever it's going to be. Um, right. Yeah, it's, that's probably where you're right. This is probably where it's going to end up because here's the thing. We remember back when Channel Two started with Charlie Jones and you know Dave Campbell and Ben Carpenter, all those guys started this whole thing out. TV local networks aren't ready to give up their primetime programming anymore for this. So Channel Twenty, eh, I don't know if that were going to be the case. Then the Rockies would have to. That would have had to happen in September, October. Yeah. Because you need time to sell the inventory. Suddenly you own the inventory. You're you're not getting paid a chunk of money by this broadcast entity to we here give us your games and we'll sell it. They're, you have to sell it yourself. The Rockies haven't had to do that in decades. So it would have and that's a that sell happens at the end of last year, not right now for, for, for the season if you're going to get big sponsors involved. So the lack of movement in this area, the lack, even if they had gone to altitude, that would have been the, the case. The lack of movement points everything, like you said. Patrick Saunders right at MLB TV. But I guess I was under the impression that maybe ML, the MLB network would have an offshoot network like Altitude does, like the Big Ten network does. So they have different channels. That's not going to happen is what you're telling me, that there's just going to well, be. I, I don't I don't know. I have not heard that that is going to happen, Mark. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a reason for this huge delay, not only with what used to be known as the AT&T Sportsnet Group, right. Uh, which is much smaller. And then as Patrick Lyons mentioned, the, the Bally yep. slash Diamond group, which carried, uh, what, 15, 16 teams? I can't remember the exact number. Yeah. Um, sports too, right? Right. Um, you know, maybe maybe MLB is trying to figure out a wide-ranging platform for this. But, you know, the, the problem is, and it, and it seems funny, but a lot of older baseball fans, uh, and I hope I'm not being disparaging here, they don't want to jump through a lot of hoops. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. To you're find right. a Rockies game this summer. Yes. I mean, yeah, once they finally get it soft, mm. but they just want to be able to click their TV button and watch That's a true. game. And, uh, you know, it's not that difficult, but hey, old habits die hard. And <laughs> the older you get, the harder the habits are to, to kill. So, and, and, you know, the other point here with the Rockies, and I'm not here to hammer them, but I would venture to guess, guys, and I'm curious if this is, you share my opinion. I think interest in the Rockies right now is probably at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. Judging by clicks <clears throat> at the DenverPulse.com, judging by the TV ratings, mm-hmm. uh, not judging by the fandom at Coors because that's held pretty steady, but nobody talks about the Rockies. There's mm-hmm. no buzz about this team at all. Um, and let's face it, coming off a 103 loss season, uh, you know, that they're heading for a successful season this year would probably be 95 losses. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you're talking about a small step forward, unless something really weird happens, I they're going to be a losing team again. So. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of pundits, of course, that obviously ha- always have the the Rockies towards the the bottom of the standings, and 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 rightfully so. But I can't ever remember a year in which they were so definitively 
the worst team in the National League. I mean, they're already projected now to to lose a a hundred games, and that's if everybody stays healthy, which you know <laughs> is not going to happen, right? So, right. yeah, the 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 interest is down. In fact, there's there's one outlet in Denver that doesn't even have uh, any written content about the Colorado Rockies, believe it or not. Um, so it's 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 wild. Yeah, the the interest is is really low. I mean, yeah. there was excitement at the end of last year, but but yeah, the the clicks kind of mm-hmm. tell you really what the you know how much interest is there other than the attendance we kind of can't really go by that's that. not just rockies that's other other fans of other right. teams and that's just fans of baseball and all that but yeah i mean had they done something of note in the off season maybe there'd be a little bit more buzz but they've done nothing and so out of sight out of mind and i think that you're right patrick saunders there's just there's it's all time low is fair that, that is fair they probably aren't too concerned about that because they know they don't want to draw attention to a crappy product and they know they're going to sell the tickets. Nonetheless, this is going to affect their bottom line. If they end up in, and we know, listen, the the ratings came out for NFL games on Amazon and they're wonderful. So, you know, Rob Manfred, everybody can point to that and say, yeah, you know, people are finding a way, but you're right. People don't want to have to search for this stuff, especially a baseball game is used to watching every night. Just click on the same channel every night. Going to Amazon Prime or going to Fubo or going to anything else they come up, it takes more effort than, and you're right, it takes a lot more effort than people want to put into it. And so I, I think this is really a quandary for them, how they're going to make money out of this. How Because as we mentioned off the top, the discrepancy in payroll or money income is basically largely local media rights. Uh, that's where the Dodgers and, and Yankees and all are off the charts. How are they going to make that up? Or are they going to make that up? Or the fact that the payroll is projected to be lower this year, it's already made up for. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I think I think it was Patrick Lyons at the winter meetings who actually asked Bill Schmidt that question or a similar question about how a TV contract is uh, or lack of one is going to affect uh, the payroll. And, and Bill at that time was, and I don't have my story in front of me, but Bill at that time was like, well, yeah, it's going to it's gonna affect us. We're going to have to deal with it. And then I texted with Bill just last week before my story ran, and he said, it's not going to affect our payroll, which is, I thought, a little bit disingenuous of him to say that because it, I think it's clear it's going to. Uh, right now, and, you know, tracking payroll is always kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, you can use COTS or uh, yeah. the other services. But right now the Rockies rank um, – about 15th, I think, right in the middle of the pack. So we'll see. But, you know, they made $57 million last year uh, through AT&T Sportsnet. That was their their annual the number. Okay. number uh, and I don't see them getting that kind oh, of no. money. Now, last year, yeah, last year when uh, MLB stepped in to rescue the Padres and the D-backs, uh, they essentially purchased the the rights, but only at 80%. Um, you know, and the twins are already saying, you know, that they are going to reduce their payroll this year because of the TV contract. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. The you 80%, know. that 80% number two was what MLB said that they could promise mm-hmm. in that first year, which is to say that they're not going to be you know, promising 80% of that yeah. 57 million. It's kind of interesting is, is one of the sites that I, I use for, for, you know, looking at what, what payroll is going to be. Uh, at the end of last season, the Rockies were around 172 million. Right now, the opening day roster is about 144 million. That's a difference of 28 million. That's, that's half of that 57 million dollar figure right there, which is interesting. And they've they pretty much shored up their their shopping list. They, they mm-hmm. wanted to improve the bench. 
So they got the backup catcher this week. Um, you know, they maybe they'll add a, a more veteran, you know, middle infielder type and, and a left-handed fourth outfielder. Uh, but ultimately, you know, that's something that's going to be maybe a veterans type minimum, $1 million non-roster invite. So I don't see this, this uh, payroll going up really any higher than it is now. Think about this too. When the, when the um, rooftop was built, when it was projected, there was a lot of people, you guys read a lot of comments. Why don't they spend that money on a pitcher instead of spending that money on the rooftop? Well, obviously the rooftop idea was brilliant from a business perspective. I mean, it just, it's generated a bunch more revenue. I remember hearing Dick at the time say, well, basically, this year's revenue equals next year's payroll. So we made this money that, because that's the way he did it. He's done it in business his whole life. And his dad ran the meatpacking business and all that. You know, that's how they do it. Has his formula. So if they have a, a poor year revenue wise, because of this cutback we're talking about, that affects next year's payroll, probably more than it affects this year's payroll. And so there's this trickle down effect that, that really, there's no way this is going to go well unless Greg Fiesel and his salespeople get involved and start bringing in big sponsors. Yeah, that that's exactly the case. And, you know, it's interesting. Do you guys think, is there any coincidence about Patrick's Lions figure about the $28 million disparity? Is there any coincidence there that that's so. how much Chris, Chris Bryant is going to be making this oh. year? Oh. Yeah, we had to brought that up. You're right. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought about this and let me know what you guys think. So, we know that the Rockies lost the Nolan Arenado trade no it, immediately. They, yep. they, they lost it. Yep. Cardinals got the better end of it. You know, was it, did, did they, did they feel good about that trade? Probably not. But right now in light of everything that's going on, I, I know, you know, Chris Bryant, you know, they, they brought him in on a very similar deal, but I wonder, just curious if you could be a fly on the wall there at 20th and Blake street, you know, do the Rockies front office, do they feel better now? knowing what their their financial commitments are saying boy imagine if we still had to pay that that Nolan Arenado deal I, I wonder if if they've got that kind of well, I, I think that trade was now. made for financial reasons to start with you right. lost 20 you lost all that money in the pandemic here and you panicked you said we, we can't pay this anymore so I don't know Patrick Saunders what what do you think well I, I disagree there I I, I think uh, that that there are an auto trade and particularly how it went down and the harsh feelings and the media scrutiny and the uh, the reputation, the franchise stung, and it's going to sting for a long time. Uh, I think maybe when push came to shove, maybe they did have that discussion. Said, you know what? Given how disgruntled Nolan Arnato is, given the the weight of his contract, maybe we're better off down the road junking him. But I don't think at the time of the trade, as bad as it was, I don't think it was as far sighted as that. I think, oh, no. I think they just were cornered and. They made a move out of desperation. I'm not sure it was a financial desperation. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, here's here's something else to ponder, guys. As long as we're talking money, and I'm and I'm not disparaging Charlie Blackman, but 13 million dollars for Charlie Blackman. How much, how much did the How much did the Pirates give McCutcheon to do a reunion? I 100 percent agree with you. I said what this was it, four made or six million. Yep. No way, Charlie Blackman's getting 13 million dollars somewhere else. That's right. I mean, I know loyalty's great, and Charlie's the face of the franchise now, and fans love him, and I get all of that. But there's no way they had to give him thirteen million dollars. Well, I wonder if they knew it. Well, I guess they did know at the time that AT&T Sportsnet was going out of business. So they, of course they, they must did. have felt like, yeah. They, so they must have. That had to be part of that thought process, and it blew me away. I didn't think there's any way they're going to resign him. I didn't think. I didn't think he would resign with them, knowing they're in total rebuild mode. But, you know, if you're going to get $13 million, like you said, he wasn't going to get anywhere else. 
But yeah, that was a curious move. It still remains a curious move for a team, I guess, that wants some wants names to put on the marquee. Basically, that's why Chris Bryant's here. That's why Charlie's back. Yes. You have somebody. You got to have a, a star to sell to keep people keep the turnstiles going. But that does not rectify the, the TV stuff, and the TV stuff is a big chunk of your revenue. I think you also have yeah. to have a, a story to sell. And yeah. so, if this is yeah. going to be Charlie Blackman's final season, maybe maybe that's where some yeah, of that additional money comes in of maybe. You know, a handshake deal of like, all right, so this is going to be it. We'll bring you back for one year. We'll, we'll give you a nice little contract. But we're going to sell the crap out of yeah, yeah, the farewell, farewell tour on uh, that, that final weekend against the Dodgers. Well, so, yeah, you really think it's, it's worth seven or eight, yeah. six, seven, eight million dollars just to say goodbye to Charlie Blackman and say, hey, come see Charlie's last year. Yeah. To That's me, the selling point of this team is the young players. Yep. Um, and there is something to that, to the Tovar and, and Brenton Doyle and Nolan Jones and maybe a couple others. Uh, but, of course, unless they have pitching, that's going to get. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they need a Charlie Blackman reality show or something. You know, go, Let's steal some pages out of Dion's playbook and find some ways to do some ancillary stuff that brings in uh, extra revenue because this is going to be touch and go financially. I, and I'm, I'm curious. The Diamondbacks are faced with a similar situation. They, in fact, they were during the year last year, right? They had that whole thing crashed during the year. They went on to make, reach the World Series. You know, the Rockies have, you mentioned the lack of pitching, Patrick Saunders, but do they have any hopes of uh, of taking this young roster and doing anything good with it in the face of this financial struggle? I, I, I think so. Not this year, but yeah, I think by 2025, <clears throat> they could, if things go well, um, they could be sniffing at 500. I really believe that by 2025. I, I believe that. Um, you know, what did what, what Diamonds, Diamondbacks win? 84 regular season games, I think. Yep. Um, but sniffing 500, you're in the playoff picture. Yeah. You're, you know, so, I mean, but is that what your aspiration is to, to get to 500? I mean, I guess with the Dodgers and what they can do, you're probably never going to target the NL West crown, but. It is. I mean, there are there are some things to like about the young Rockies, and seriously, some of the things Bill Schmidt has done. I mean, he certainly hasn't been perfect, but I like some of the moves they've made. And I'm curious what you guys would think. This kind of came out of left field for me, so to speak. But the Rockies are notorious for hanging on to players too long, <laughs> right? Have, and it's yeah. it's been it's been it's been their mo for years. Yep. And they have some some really good young infield talent coming up. Amador, chief yep. among them, which brings my me to the point of Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that was the one guy most of us speculated if the Rockies are going to pull a move, he would yep. be the guy, yep. right? Yep. Him or Elias Diaz, one of the two. But I'm curious. Um, do you think the Rockies even listened this off season? Uh, you know, for young pitching or a Anybody, or do you think was, was he is marketable this, this typical... offseason? Was he as marketable this offseason as he was last offseason? I, I would say probably. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But he was close to being traded last year. Well, he had to come off a gold glove season. Yeah. But this year he's hurt again. Yes. He doesn't have the same. Yeah. I'm not sure. I you mean, know, and they it... could turn back the clock and get a pitcher from the Marlins. I don't know which one. There's differing accounts of who it was going to be. But if they could have got a pitcher, young pitcher from the Marlins for him a year ago at this time, that would have right. been a great move. That never yeah, happened. but I mean, I don't know. Are, are are the Rockies counting on you know Brendan Rodgers to be? What are they counting on him to be? I mean, he's got what two more years of arbitration, I think. I don't know, Patrick. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they're definitely at a crossroad uh, with with mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers. I mean, think about going into the twenty twenty season where they had four players 
that had two years left before they hit free agency. And they extended three of those guys in Ryan McMahon, Kyle Freeland, and Antonio Senzatel. And the fourth one, they got something for him, Ryan Maltapia. And so you're at that crossroads again with Brendan Rodgers at second base. And if the goal is to be relevant and to be near 500 in 2025, why do you need anyone that's on one or two year deal right now in the 2024 season? You might need them to avoid 100 losses and you know, with a guy like Elias Diaz, you say, well, what he's able to do with the starting rotation and the bullpen has this added value that, you know, we we think is worth more than a prospect that we could get. But ultimately, you know, why would you want to hold on to these guys with Rogers? The only thing I could I could think of why they would go mm-hmm. into opening day with him still on the roster is just so that he could possibly increase that value to where it was at the end of that 2022 season. But going back to how you started things off, uh, Patrick Saunders, they hold on to guys too long. Brennan Rogers has an injury history. So yep. if he's healthy and he plays, you know, to his to his strength, to the caliber of a player that they they feel he is and he's shown that he's been, then okay, you can trade him at the deadline and get back probably a lot more than you can right now. But if he's hurt and he's on the IL, we're having this exact same conversation January 10th of 2025. No question. And then they did something unusual last year at the deadlines. They made some trades. I don't know. We don't know yet what they got back in return. They got a bunch of guys no one never heard of. But at least they made the moves. Because in their history, not just holding on to guys too long, but being crappy at trading. I mean, they really have not been good at that. You can count on one hand the good trades this organization's made in 30 years. I mean, Carlos Gonzalez from Matt Holiday was a good move. You know, there's been a few, but not very many. They've drafted okay for the most part they've done hit and miss in free agency but trading is you know going back to the odell early odell days when guys would come in and play one game and get traded the next day yeah Uh, they weren't they haven't been good at that so counting on them to make a good trade is is iffy but you're you're absolutely right patrick lines the idea of roger staying healthy between now and, and end of july that's i wouldn't put money on that yeah and he you know as he won a gold glove true Mm-hmm. And we've seen uh, flashes. Exactly, perfect word of offensive yep. firepower. Yep. But it's been flashes. You know, mm-hmm. we all know that. You know, the April when he hit what 091 yeah. or whatever it was and got sent back down and all of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a very curious. Well, I'm not telling you guys anything we don't know. It's it's a curious franchise, uh, and just the timing of how we started this show off the timing of the collapse of the regional sports networks and searching for a viable way to, to bring the game to fans on a nightly basis, daily basis, uh, coinciding with the Rockies worst season in history and the mm-hmm. uncertainty from the, for the Rockies, it was about perfect storm of bad stuff going on right now, you know, but I don't know. I mean, maybe the guys at 20th and Blake see it that way, but maybe they don't, they see things a lot different than we do. <laughs> They, they do. They do. Yeah, they're you're they're, absolutely you know, they're right. always yeah, optimistic. Right. They always think that, you know, their game plan is going to work down the road. And, you know, and then last year, one of the, and I'm sorry to get on a rant here, but one of the things that bugged me so much, and, and I'm going to throw Buddy Black into this mix too. There was almost a scenario or a, a uh, <clears throat> story trying to be told down at Coors Field this last year. Uh, well, you know, we had all these injuries to the pitchers. Yes, true. And it hurt them. But they still were going to be a bad team. Um, I'm not saying they were lost 103, but they were a 90-plus loss team regardless of the starting pitches and the injuries. And sometimes the Rockies, and I'm including Buddy Black in this, almost made it seem like, well, woe is us. And uh, you know what? If, if we'd been healthier, we'd been fine. Well, yeah, but 
it wouldn't have been that much of it. I mean, you can't tell me Antonio, a healthy Antonio Sensatella was going to make this a much, much better team. It's just I, not true. The Dodgers went through the same thing with their starting rotation. They won 100 games. So, it, you know, and, and the injuries, and I, we had Clint Hurdle on a few weeks ago, the injuries were not just at the major league level. They're all the way down. I mean, they're Gabriel Hughes and everybody got hurt. So they've got an institutional problem, in my opinion, on how they're working and training pitchers because it's not working. They, too many guys are getting hurt um, at every single level. And they can't overcome that. The Dodgers somehow find a way to, to lose a Walker Bueller and and uh, who's the Dustin, Sire, May. Dustin May, and they keep winning. They keep finding ways to win. So it doesn't do you any good to play a victim. Everybody gets injuries. Everybody has to deal with all that stuff. You can't you can't say oh boy was us like you said Patrick Saunders. It just doesn't it doesn't resonate with anybody fans or anybody in the media. You're not going to get sympathy. No, I was just going to say, and and this is something that either myself or Patrick Lyons or Thomas Harding or somebody should research because Bill Schmidt has said it repeatedly and I have not delved into it. Bill has said, despite the the Tommy John injuries from the Gabriel Hughes and some of their other top prospects and Sensatella and Herman Marquez, he said the Rockies are not, they don't rank all that high in terms of Tommy John injuries. He said that multiple times. Uh, I probably should have done my homework and see if he was, accurate or not but according to bill schmidt the rockies don't rank that high in terms of tommy john surgeries for their prospects or their major league starters uh it's something i'm going to get on and see where the rockies rank because to mark mark's point uh you know is there something going on with the way the rockies are uh training their their pitchers or is it just the wave that's hit all of baseball they're so looking I, into I, it. I got, Clint, they're looking into it yes i got i got something on, on that because i remember when Schmidt said that uh, when we were all down in Nashville and I said, you know what, let me just do a little bit of research. And then I, I was able to find a, a Tommy John database that was out there, but, but the wheel started turning in my head is that sometimes you, you might have a guy that gets Tommy John surgery on your watch, but the damage was done somewhere else. Fair, fair. Um, and, and it also kind of made me think, and again, it might be controversial and it might, might sound bad, but uh, there may be some teams out there that are, maybe more aggressive with their pitchers and the usage and they're more likely to cause those injuries perhaps because they are in more high leverage situations or in games and pennant races and it, you know, going deep into the postseason. So you're more likely to have a Tommy John case mm -hmm. because you're overusing them. Whereas if you maybe, you know, aren't uh, in, in contention and the games mm -hmm. really don't mean quite as much, then you can kind of take your foot off the gas pedal and say, you know what, let me give this guy a break, which, you know, we all hope would be the case, right. but we know that that's not always true. And so, you know, going back to, to what Patrick Saunders said about this confluence of events with the RSN and AT&T mm -hmm. Sportsnet shutting down, coinciding with the 100 loss season, as we were just saying, you've got all those Tommy John surgeries and, and how that's, you know, impacted with, with two of the frontline starters that they've had. I, I'm worried that there's going to be more on the way this year because of how things went last year, because of some of those young guys that are in that bullpen, how they were overused and, Ooh, you know, yeah. had to go out there and eat up those innings and Kyle Freeland and Austin Gomber, who, you know, I think they each made about 27 starts for Gomber, maybe 29 for Freeland, but how many days did they actually go out there and have to take that ball when maybe they deserved a little bit of a rest or an IL stint, but you had to go out there and throw. We won't really know until you know later on this year or, or maybe not even next year. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a it's a tough time right now in, in Rockies Nation for sure. Hey, question: um, We we all kind of agree that 
this might be rock bottom, right? I mean, not just on the field, but now financially, this might be rock bottom. They will not use, even though I think MLB Network put a graphic up today or yesterday that had, had the word rebuilding next to the Rockies and Manny put out a tweet that said, oh my God, they can't say the R word. They are. And we all know <laughs> they are. They may not say it. The Broncos aren't going to say it either. The Broncos are in the exact same situation, right? It's rebuild. But when you're in this situation, is there any sense from you, either of you guys, because you're, you're in there more often than I am, of a, of a, you know what, let's try something completely different. Let's go Monty Python and do something completely different here by their own regional the Mariners did it by their own regional sports network. Actually go out on a limb financially and say, okay, we're going to purchase our own RSN, just like Cronky did, just like the Mariners did when they bought, bought out their version of AT&T Sportsnet. Um, Pirates hooked up with Nesson with Boston. So come on, any kind of adventurous move could come out of there from the business side, because it's not a business side known for adventure, being adventurous. Wow, that's a great question. You know, I, I thought of, I thought about that, the idea. Wow, would the Rockies really, you know, be that bold? Oh, uh, because works. you know, let, let, let's right face works. it. I mean, Dick, Dick Monfort, uh, you know, he he has his, you know, his fi- finances and a lot of fires out there. I mean, he's, yeah, you know, he's hotels yeah. and McGregor Square, and I mean, Dick is it? I'm not going to call He's him a wheel dealer, but but he, you know, you may disagree with him as a baseball owner, but he's done some astute things with his money. Exactly, not as a businessman. You're right. Right. So I don't know if they would do that, but you've really given me pause to think. You know, the the person I talked to at MLB the other day, uh, who who gave me the definitive word that they were not going to come to a resolution this week or eminently. Right. You know, he he said something we found a little curious, and I really find it curious now, Mark, that you you asked this. He said, "Well, you know, we'll see how many of these teams, how many teams MLB buys the rights for, yeah. right?" In other words, he w- was essentially saying not all of these teams are going to be bought up by MLB. Hmm. And I thought, well, okay, yeah, Seattle, you know, they held on to the rights and they're going to create their own. I didn't even think until you just mentioned the Rockies were in that realm of possibility. But boy, would we be surprised if they launched their own network? I, mean, I don't know. If you're going to make, if you're going to be bold, you make, you know, big investment to make a big payoff. Yeah. I mean, couldn't you just pretty much hire everyone from AT&T Sportsnet that was yes. already doing the Rockies? I mean, sure. You, in theory, right? You could just carry all those folks over. It's, it's just such a huge risk. I feel like that's where... Well, it is. The Rockies and Dick Moffer would be a little bit risk averse for something like that. They don't <laughs> no. necessarily need to risk adverse. The Rockies, <laughs> no. Listen, listen. They have the equipment at Coors Field to broadcast a baseball game without any other equipment. They can do it from there. They have the equipment in house, so there's not a huge investment there. What you've got to invest in is salespeople. You've got to get out there and sell it. You've got to get you know some some marketing going and all that, which they haven't had to do. Like I said before, for decades now, it would be bold. It would be very bold. And then, and you'd have to pay. You'd have to pay for the road talent. production, all of that stuff, talent. which yep. is very costly. And, and you'd have to go out and get acquire other entities for the off season. You know, you'd have to be like the MLB Network when when there's no games. You can't just rerun old Rockies games all the time. You got to find other right. programming stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot of things that w- it would be bold. It would be it would take a big leap, and you know, it's kind of a fantasy. For some of us to think yeah. they would think that way, but hey, when you're in their situation, again, we go back to you're at rock bottom. What do you got to lose, except money, which that's not going to yeah. happen. We know that's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch this unfold. Um, 
I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm worried about Huey and, and Spilly and, and Jenny and everybody else. So, you know, yeah. worried about, we talked to, to them at the end of last year. We're worried what they're going to do. They didn't, Drew and those, they don't seem too worried, but I would. I actually worked for Fox Sportsnet in 2007 uh, with Joel Klatt and a lot of the rest of us were doing studio stuff there. And all of a sudden, boom, that's, they fired those people without, I was a part-timer. It didn't matter to me, but boom, fired. Hap, those people are done. Their livelihood's gone. So it can happen like that. And I feel for those guys that are working for the Rock, working for AT and Sports, AT and T Sportsnet, or have been, because we don't want to see them in that same situation. They they deserve better than that. So let's hope this. Well, what what I've been told about that uh, <clears throat> is that the core group, uh, and I and I think Dick Monfort, this is what he wants too. He wants that core group back. Good. The yeah. problem is, and uh, now I'm not saying this is going. It's going to be this way. But what I've been told, this is the most likely scenario. Uh, they would drastically alter their pre and post game, uh, which would eliminate studio jobs, uh, which would eliminate having maybe a reporter on the road all the time. Uh, You know, the, uh, what, what was the, what was the Rockies post game? Uh, Their feature thing. uh, Well, they had uh, Rockies rewind and some of those kinds of shows. Yeah. Rockies rewind. What's the other one? The Sunday show, the the club, the club, those kind of things from what I understand are probably not going to return now. Now. And also, you know, keep in mind, even, even drew Goodman, you know, those guys are all independent contractors. Uh, The people who are full timers, the behind the scenes folks, uh, you know, their contracts expire way back in October and they're, they're gone. Yeah, uh, but I I do think you mm-hmm. once this is resolved, I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of the same faces. So now, basically, whether they're oh go ahead, Patrick. Whether they're going to get paid what they used to get paid, or if their roles are going to be the same, that I that I don't know. They get paid eighty percent probably, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, and it's going to be fascinating to see if this ends up on straight streaming. If a channel twenty steps in and said we'll do select games or we'll do something, I don't know. That that's remains to be seen. They get paid by the. Networks like CW, Channel 2, CW, they get paid to put those primetime shows on. They're going to be a little bit leery of taking them off for the Rockies. Ratings, I don't even know what the Rockies ratings were last year. I know Arizona has great ratings and poor attendance. And it's the opposite here. Um, not so great ratings, great attendance. So who knows? But uh, you can imagine there's going to be a lot of promotions to fill up that ballpark more often than they did last year just to try to get get those make, turn those empty seats into dollars for the future because they got to make up the ground somewhere. Two yep. less games this year than last because of the Mexico City series. It's right. only seventy nine. That's true. That's true. Yeah, according to according to uh, I think it was a, a Forbes story. They they went in and looked at the Nielsen ratings. And this is twenty twenty two, and I haven't seen anything for twenty twenty three. According to their ratings, the Rockies were only averaging fifteen thousand mm-hmm. household views per game in twenty twenty two, and I've been told it was even worse this last year. I thought that can't possibly be right tough sell um it makes it a tough sell if you're trying to go out to find sponsors yeah and and i was told well listen you know the nielsen ratings are a little bit antiquated and it doesn't necessarily count people who watch on their phone or whatever in various ways who are already streaming they're talking about the more traditional cable viewing but still the rockies were clearly the least watched tv product in the national league and that was in 2022 so it's a tough place right now for the Rockies. Hey, Patrick Saunders, we really appreciate you joining us. Great work on this story. Um, hopefully you keep us in, up, updated when something happens. And we wish the best for all those people whose jobs are kind of hanging in the balance right now. Thanks very much. Patrick Lyons, thank you once okay, again guys. for sitting in. 
Uh, this has been the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. So while you wait to find out which streaming service you'll need to get next spring, you can look at the bright side. There won't be any more blackouts to contend with. It's likely that your iPhone will be able to serve as a viewing platform for you to watch the Rockies in 2024. My, how things have changed since the days of Charlie Jones on Channel 2, huh? That'll do it for another episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. My thanks to the two Patricks, Lyons and Saunders, for joining the show this week and helping figure out what could be ahead for the Rockies on TV and on the field the coming season. And just when Grandma had figured out that remote. So thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.